Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to Debrief after our episode with uh, Liv Bori. David, I had a killer headache in that episode, man. Yeah. I'd be honest, I was just barely getting through. Yeah. I don't know. Um, most of my questions may have been coherent. All of your questions made sense. It was the uh, ending that we're actually going to, I'm going to tell the editors to strip out and replace with a separate, uh, a separate sign off. Okay, good. Please <laughs> do. I just, my brain was not working and then I, I don't know. I didn't even know what that ending was, but yeah. I, I, we got through it guys. Bankless um, nation, we're humans. Yeah. And so, uh, anyway, it, if you don't mind talking for the debrief, David, the debrief. that'd be, that'd be great. Well, my brain takes a rest. Um, I guess maybe I'll, I'll tee up with a question though. Mm-hmm. So what do you think of Liv? What do you think of her thoughts on Moloch? How far down the uh, the Moloch path is she relative to some of our Moloch giants like Kevin mm-hmm. Owaki and Amin Soleimani and, and others in uh, the crypto space? It's one of those things. Moloch is one of those things where it ties together. It ties uh, together kindred spirits where we live poker star, like astrophysicist, Never would have come on a crypto podcast unless crypto is doing something that is like unique. That she cares about. That she cares about, which is human coordination, right? Yeah. Uh, And I always like to say crypto's got something for everyone. Uh, And ultimately, like crypto is about human coordination at the end of the day, which is why I think ultimately crypto will produce something for literally everyone because it's all about coordination all the way down. Um, One aspect that we didn't cover uh, with Liv uh, is like the difference between this uh, many many spectrums came up in that in that conversation right decentralization versus centralization one we didn't touch on is order versus chaos uh and we there's That's interesting yeah what's there what, what is there there to talk about because like we use this metaphor of like a landscape right and there's this like uh this landscape of uh value this optimization point right and we want to be at the highest peak uh where progress and goodness are optimized uh but it's always a very precarious position to be in right uh, if you're a ball at the top of this peak, you can roll off of this peak in any different direction. And it's always bad in every single direction. Um, that to me being on that peak is balancing between, between order and chaos. And we touched, we touched on this when we talked about, um, you know, the United States nation state, it gives us laws and rules It sets the playing field, but not overly restrictive laws and rules because it still allows us to be free and like cross state boundaries and start businesses which actually was not true in like communist Russia, for example, right? Where like you got you could not move without like asking the state permission. And so like there's this nice balance between rigidity and rules. There's a balance. Well, isn't that bet- what we were kind of getting at in her uh, Burning Man example of like yes, you have I, a well, few simple rules, and mm-hmm. what emerges from that is, but like they're simple rules. They're not overly detailed, not overly restrictive, right? But they are rules that kind mm-hmm. of set the the sandbox for what mm-hmm. occurs inside of it. And then everything inside of it is, is very organic. Right. Yeah. And, and she talked about how, um, when, 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 win wins, win, win, wins, uh, you get a lot of complexity, right? And Moloch is a destroyer of complexity. There's biodiversity and then in kills the biodiversity and instead makes something complicated, uh, like a, like a chair. Right. And like the, uh, to unpack that there's, there's complex systems, and then there's complex, and then there are complicated, complicated things. Oh, that's interesting. That's yes, interesting. and so there's there's our there's our, those are different. So like, uh, supply chains are complicated, but they are not complex adaptive systems. And it's really that emergent phenomena of complex uh, complexity that is what uh, we are that's trying what's cool. to. That's what's cool. That's what we that's want. Life. 
is that's that is life. It's just straight raw com complex adaptive systems. Uh, and what is the Moloch killer are minimum viable rules that enable the fostering of complexity, of biodiversity, of culture and creativity. As long as those rules are good. They have well, to be good rules. Like um they can't be overly restricted. They have to be well thought through. This is where the right. systems design comes in. They have to be right. the algorithms underlying rules have to be like solid. Mm -hmm. And it's all about like finding the simplest rules possible. Yeah. Like like, and this is why like optimism's layer two strategy is always reduce lines of code, reduce, 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 because then you can have more and more expression at higher orders, at higher yeah. layers. Well, even the and, beacon chain was like that. Mm -hmm. Remember, exactly. it went from incredibly complicated. The beacon chain, uh, guys, of course, is ETH2. Mm -hmm. It started out much more complicated and they yeah. kind of stripped away a ton. Exactly. Yeah. And this also goes down to like raw DNA. It's like, DNA is, there's only so many different combinations of, uh, like, uh, what are those, the genes that make up, like, A, T, yeah. G, C. Like, there's yes, only so yes, many yes. different combinations of those. It's a very, very simplified rule set that gives everything that you see about the planet Earth life. I mean, right? physics is the same, too, right? It's right. just a small set of mathematical rules that, mm -hmm. like govern our universe right the tighter and more crazy. constrained the rules are while also giving rise to complex adaptive systems is the moloch killer that is yeah. what that is what kills moloch like and moloch, moloch is in like, a way it's a micro overbearing rules it's like yeah. the opposite it's an authoritarian micromanager is kind of what moloch is right or also the lack of rules, right? So like it, yes. it is also both, Mo Mo the reason why Moloch is so dangerous is because like if you are the line between order and chaos, that is where the, max the point of maximum emergence happens, where mm. those two things are balanced with each other. If you are too ordered, it's, that's Moloch. If you're too chaotic, that's also Moloch. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> like too ordered allows, too ordered is like too much coordination. As in, if everyone is on the same page, this is what I was saying, like, if everyone's on the same page, it's actually the, the maximum point of incentive to defect. And if no one's on the same page, well, then that's just chaos, right? Uh, and so, and it's also interesting, like, the common pattern of religion is, like, yeah, find the balance between order and chaos. Like, the most dumbed-down, simplified version of the Bible is just, like, find, find the balance between order and chaos, like, what is the yin-yang sign of, like, the Tao? It's like, find the balance between order and chaos. It's like all religion, dude. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's definitely a, re a repeating theme, right? Because there's a ton of wisdom there. So do you th when, when you talk to, um, well, first of all, let me ask you, do you ever talk to any non-crypto people about Moloch? I'm like, mm. I'm a little, uh, it's fine in a long-form podcast to talk about Moloch, right? And in the way that we just have, but... Um, we can't like bring it up as a conversation starter. It's like, yo, let me tell you about the Canaanite God of child sacrifice <laughs> <laughs> and how that's actually the hidden force behind everything. Yeah. Like, no, I, I mean, so how do you, do you think this is actually a scalable meme? I think it's a very important meme, mm -hmm. but how scalable do you think it is? It's a good point. Um, Certain examples are, it's really easy to explain Moloch via examples, right? Like the like cancer coordination example. failure example? Yeah, just like uh, bad incentives that corrupt the system as a whole. Like the, the I think the, the explanation of here's what Moloch is, 
nuclear proliferation and cancer. Like you explain those two things and how it works. Like people kind of get it. Um, They do. They do, but they don't. I think they, they get that those two things are bad, but I don't think until they fully understand Moloch and the full story there, they don't understand how those two things are related, how this is like a fractal pattern of Mm -hmm. corruption and badness and cancer uh, that um, persists through our social systems and also through nature. Uh, like they don't also get why, that they're related. I think it's also why poker players find affinity in crypto. Like, there's 100%. a lot of poker players in crypto. Hazu, really Hasib, Fiscantes. Like, there's a lot of Ari poker Paul in crypto. Is another one. Yeah. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Anything with, and, the, and so this is like why crypto is so heavily game theory oriented. Yeah. Um, and Liv, Liv talked about uh, Infinite Games, like one of the most important books that I know Kevin Owaki is a big fan of, like How to Play Infinite Games. And so there's, and really like crypto is about finding a structure to always continue the game. Uh, We wrote, I wrote this uh, in the article that we ended last year with, uh, which is uh, bankless, uh, bankless is layer zero technology. Like the whole point of crypto and also bankless is to like get people to join this new coordination system that allows for the game to continue playing. Because every time we, every time the game ends, 2008, for example, was a, it was a, uh, example of when the game ended. Uh, uh, 1929, the stock market crash was an example when the game ended and all of a sudden we had to like go through a period of destruction in order to get out and to, in order to start the new game. Uh, and so the idea is like, how can we make a system of coordination where the game never ends? Uh, yeah. And that's why, like, that's like the deep innate, that's like when people see, go down the crypto rabbit hole for the first time and they have their crypto aha moment, they don't know it yet because they're too early down the crypto rabbit hole, but that's what they feel. That's what they truly innately feel. And it takes a certain set of like interests and qualities to understand the concept of like an infinite game where, where, and as it relates to like the human project, not, not many people think in those terms. Can I ask you a question about um, the picture in your background again? We just talked about mm-hmm. this in, in the roll up, but that's, this is um, crypto bro crying. This is my mm-hmm. name for it. I don't know what it mm-hmm. is. Yeah. But um, what what if we in crypto have just given more surface area for Moloch yeah. in creating these tools? I think that was that was why crypto bro crying happened. Basically, yes, that's exactly right. It's because it was it was for me it was like an existential like realization. It's like crypto might not actually be good in the short term. It's just, it actually might be a net pot ne- net ne- negative, and it's because we because crypto is so powerful the tool the tooling the technology is so powerful that we give additional surface area for live call it the one percent of psychopaths or, or whatever right. maybe that's not maybe that's greater than one percent it depends on your i mean what what you're listening to but like maybe we've made everything worse have you come to a resolution on that what do you think part of a part of uh, my reflection on that was that um, the good parts of crypto are silent while the bad parts of crypto scream. Um, like remittances. Well, you, don't, you don't hear about the remittances between countries and how people are sent, able to retain the value of their labor as they send it cross country. We don't hear about that. It's not sexy. Yeah. We, don't, it's, it, yeah. If we, we can't make a podcast around that. We can't make a business around that. But it's a very fundamental truth of crypto of why it's so good where we can ra- route around rent-seeking institutions. Um, things like that, and so like, I actually don't know. I can't. It's hard to quantify how good crypto is versus how bad it is. Um, 
it's just like we have to remind ourselves that like the media, the way media works is that we will totally talk about FTX until death because it's bad and we'll forget to talk well, but about the other, like the, the other point, the other point that like I might make on this is like um, where crypto fell down in 2022 was due to like Moloch centralization types of problems mm. in particular. Right. Yeah. And um I guess maybe we could say we gave more surface area to that with like uh, the ability of SBF to spin up the FTT token or something like this yeah. in, a, in a DeFi protocol. But, but also just like uh, capital coordination can mm-hmm. go to Moloch easier now. Moloch can coordinate capture. So can WinWin. Like WinWin, yeah, I would say, is can, an example of Ukraine s- DAO. Ukraine DAO is WinWin well, instantiated. I was just thinking about this. Exactly. I was I was just thinking about this this morning. It's like um it's so much easier to scam people in crypto. Yeah. So much like easier. we've made power tools for scamming people. Mm-hmm. Okay, at the same time we made power tools to set people free mm-hmm. in developing countries or give them access to like incredible crypto banking services, and by that I mean DeFi. Um we also gave surface area to create like the best scams of all time. Yeah, some really dope <laughs> Do you know what scams. I mean? Like, yeah. And and so, I mean, I don't know. Um, but but then I kind of look back and I look at the internet too. I mean, all of this rests on top of the internet, doesn't it? Like even right. crypto itself rests on top of kind of TCP IP and internet type protocols. And uh, the net good of the internet is is certainly very clear. Mm-hmm. even though these scams and these things can be facilitated on top of it. So I don't know. It's kind of unresolved to me, but like it is right. a question of like um, slaying Moloch and also at the same time we're slaying him, like getting sur- get, creating more mm-hmm. surface area for Moloch traps is, mm-hmm. um, is a problem. Um, yeah. We, you, you and I and other people in this space have talked about like, Crypto is so polarizing. Everything in crypto is so polarizing. And like one of the big questions of, of being in crypto for over a cycle is like, has crypto made you more or less bullish on humanity? Like, are you more <laughs> bearish on humanity yeah. as a result? And, and like t- this conversation is always kind of a fun one to have. Sometimes we have it on crypto, on, on crypto Twitter. Um, but it's just like everyone gets their attitudes changed as you know, to you know, what humans are and, and how good we actually are. Or you know not. what my answer to that though is? Yes. As in both? As in both. Mm-hmm. I like what's been so weird about crypto, it's been pretty unique, is I feel like I've gotten both the extremes. Yeah. Like I swear this I in this industry, I've met some of the best people the that best I've ever people. met in my life. And like when I mean best, I, I you know, I mean like good, quality but I also character. mean like yeah, quality of character, but I also mean like smart, mm-hmm. um, intelligent, forward looking, like um, here, here for the benefit of humanity, like long-term thinking, some of the best people. I've not met any of these people. Like, uh, I've not met as many people outside of crypto like this. And crypto, here they are. They're everywhere. Right. Um, and yet, I've also met some of the, the worst. worst people. The worst. And we've even had some of these people on the podcast. Why? Because they've been like celebrated. They've been the heads of exchanges and they've been running... Uh, they've been the biggest founding, hedge fund in, in modern times. Yeah, biggest hedge fund in modern times. Uh, third biggest exchange, maybe second. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah. Also, second largest um, layer one smart contract platform, Doquan. Right. Like, <laughs> and all of these it turned out to be just scams and frauds. 
Right. And so yeah. not only that, where they were malicious and toxic along the way. A hundred percent. And so, but so my answer to that is yes, it's, it's simultaneously made me more bullish on humanity. Cause I'm like, Whoa, there's right. a way out. There's people who right. care. Like we can design some of these systems mm -hmm. in our digital, like we can, and no one else is doing this by the way, mm -hmm. which is all the critics who look at crypto and are like, well, you guys aren't doing what you say you are. They don't have a solution. Mm -hmm. They don't have a solution. What is the solution to kind of non-state centrally controlled banking system that's inevitably going to become corrupted and strip away all of our privacy with no back door? Like, what's your solution to that? What's what's your solution to like banking stagnation in the in the U.S.? Um, they don't provide a solution, but they critique crypto anyway. Like some of the best people and some of the worst people simultaneously inside of this industry. And it's made me like bullish and bearish at the, <laughs> it's weird. And, uh, it's also like, I think crypto, crypto has this insane lens of viewing the world in order to understand crypto. You have to understand so many different things, right? You have to understand computer science. You have to understand how the internet works. You have to understand how culture works and how we share memes. And then like macro, like you, you have to kind of understand the world as a whole and like when you get into crypto you kind of like realize how how weird the rest of the world works it's like it doesn't it shouldn't work that way it should work like better and more and with better and you just get a lot of clarity in crypto and you especially get a lot of clarity as to your own character as well because there's a lot of it forces you into making decisions that you probably would not have made a lot it of in tests. any a lot of personal tests about who you are as a person. 100%. And you also get more clarity as to like just how the world works because you know everyone else is also going through these tests. And 100%. so like one of the reasons why I think crypto is just like good for like answering the question about how do we fight Moloch is everyone becomes a little bit closer to themselves like a little bit like you understand yourself a little bit better. I think and, that like, there, you become more equipped. There are greater temptations in crypto, like from a financial perspective. There are huge like, temptations in crypto. Yeah, like just hey, just sell out a little bit. Like, um, what what is Do Kwan's background? Did he go to MIT or something? Stanford, bro. Stanford. Okay, so there's there's a world where Do Kwan would have gone to Stanford and then gone somewhere in Silicon Valley and just been kind of like risen up in some you some know, rank and uh, file Valley large startup. financial institution. Just like a whole bunch of other people like him, right. and just would have had a bunch of rules around him, had no effect on the world, right? Or not, mm -hmm. I mean, no wide, right. like sweeping kind of massive leadership position, but never, right. never defrauded anybody either. Yeah. Never caused yeah. an algo stablecoin to go from thirty dollars, thirty billion dollars to zero, right, mm -hmm. overnight. But then there's crypto, yeah. and I don't. Like I don't think some of these people like SBF or or um, Doquan or Suzu or Kyle Davies, I don't think they set upon the quest to like I I don't know for sure, but I'm sure for many of them they didn't set upon crypto with a quest to like scam people out of billions of dollars. Right. My mission in life is to freaking like just scam all the suckers out of billions of dollars and grow so big and never get caught. I don't think they did that. I think it was just character test, character assault, like. Here's this temptation. Here's a way to take a shortcut. It's quick. You can get paid really well. Oh, this worked? Ah, let me go take another one. Oh, let me right. like look at look at three euros capital, their trading record. It started out with it was just like Bitcoin and ETH kind of trades on a little bit of margin. Okay. But then they 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 went down this kind of temptation, uh greed, you know. Yeah, greed yeah, got him. Yeah. And yeah, greed got him. And so that it is a massive test on who you are as a person and kind of 
not just your character, but also your wisdom mm-hmm. uh, as an individual. And that's what that's what I think a lot of people, and I don't think other industries quite test you in this way. Mm-hmm. Um, they're pretty average, right? It's pretty far less volatile in these types of things. But yeah, crypto just definitely tests you at every single corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely um, naively thought going into this last bull market, I was like, oh, finally, I made it. Like, thank God, like out of the bear market. <laughs> the, I should have been thinking the opposite. It's like, oh, no, what am I getting myself into? It's finally started. Am I ready for this? And I, I should have been the opposite because it was the bull market that tested me, not the bear market. The bear market was easy, dude. It was the bull market that was hard. Yeah. What what was hard about it? Like just not jumping into things or not. It was um, like it we it was losing connection to reality a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that's a good it was way like, to think about it. Yeah. It's like uh like I, there there was a moment where like I looked at my zapper number and I was like, What the fuck, dude? Uh, <laughs> holy shit. And 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 like I literally started started thinking about like going to therapy without any sort of like reason to like, I'm not, I'm not bad. I'm not sad. It's just like overwhelming. Yeah. And then the bear market hit. I'm like, Oh, now I feel fine again. Great. Like, <laughs> that's great. Like zapper number way lower, much more manageable. There's definitely <laughs> an element of like, for me, I don't know if this hits you the same way, but like for me, um, at the peak of bull runs, mm-hmm. I definitely feel like that Vitalik tweet from 2017, which is Have we like, deserved this. Yeah. Have we deserved it? And then I look at myself and I'm like, have I deserved this? Yeah, and not in right. a way that's, it's, but like, have we as an industry, have I deserved this? Am I that much smarter to be able to do these kinds of returns in this period of time? Right. And what I inevitably do is like, I just generally don't sell. It's almost yeah. like, a, because I feel like we haven't deserved it yet. Like, right. I, I almost feel like such a, for crypto for me is, uh, look, you and I are not founders of Ethereum or anything close to that, okay? But I almost feel like a founder's level responsibility in this in this whole crypto thing. And like, if I were to go sell a whole bunch, I'm not saying like I never sell, it sell to live, pay bills, that sort of thing. But like, it would almost be like a startup founder mm-hmm. selling all of their their shares before the company was built, you know, like projects done three years in or something like this. And so that's what I feel like at the height of bull markets. I'm like, I look at the numbers. I'm like, we haven't deserved this. I know I haven't deserved this. Right. We're not done yet. Um, and that's a weird, that's a weird feeling. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know if that it hits you that way or, or not. It's, I can certainly identify with it being weird though. It was definitely the, the, uh, how fast it came. Right. And it was like, yeah. One second ETH <laughs> yeah. was eighty dollars, and then the next second it was four thousand. I was like, "Oh fuck!" It felt like that. Like didn't this it? was what this was what we wanted. This is we're here now. Uh, <laughs> like this is this is this was the goal. Uh, I mean, at least on the price standpoint. Uh, yeah. And I'm, and then it was a little bit like, "Gosh, oh, well now what?" Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's so much so much left to do. Like now we have to build all the DAOs. Now we have to build the DeFi apps. Well, honestly, uh, David, I feel like at these numbers with ETH, I'm like, "Nah, we earned this." Yeah. ETH above a thousand, I'm like. But it's definitely it's should be out. above a thousand. Checks out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm not, I don't think it's significantly undervalued. I think it's um, undervalued relative to its future, but like, I'm still kind of like, okay. If it, fair. If it feels it's not crazy. Feels, yes. And by the, by the way, that's now how I feel like grounded psychologically as a person. Yeah. Same here. Like, as Ether got over, over his key tips, I yeah. was, I was just Freaking like, out. 
I, I don't know how to live my life right now. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and imagine how it, you know, it happened quick for ETH, but imagine how, how much quicker it happened for some of these other communities. Remember that, right. that yeah. Luna price chart, that yeah. Solana price chart. So crazy, man. Yeah. It's, it's just, um, it's a psychological, you know, trip. We should do more episodes on kind of like, like keep your shit together. Yeah. yeah. That's, um, um, my talk at youth Denver is all about how crypto protocols and impact individual psychology. Really? That's my talk. Yeah. That's super interesting. Yeah. Right? I don't know you're yeah. doing that. Well, it's the psych yeah. degree coming back. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm making it up as I go. <laughs> well, but you're making, you're not making up your like dwelling on your experience. Yes, right? exactly. Yeah. But like, uh, I remember you showed me a graph in discord. I didn't get a chance to comment on it. It was busy, but it was, um, the difference between performance. It was two, like a bar graph and two oh, things yeah, performance. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. the Delta mm-hmm. was like wisdom or something. Yeah. Uh, you describe uh, that graph. Behavior change, right? Behavior so there's change. two, there's two, um, two bars on a bar graph. Yeah. One is, uh, uh, how, how much, uh, your asset went pr- returned. So like yes. if you say, you say you have a portfolio of 100% ether and ether two X's. So you have one bar chart and one's like 200% return. Nice. And then your portfolio was only 180%. So there's a 20% deviation between how much so your asset one bar increased. is shorter than the other in one this short. diagram and right and like why is it that way it's because you were trading and you messed up a trade or yeah. you did this and you did you did something that netted you negative returns versus what it should have been and that's behavior yeah right so the, the the delta between how much money you made should have made versus how much money you actually did made make is your behavior and your choices and your psychology right? yeah not intelligence yes uh right. it's behavior. just behavior it's wisdom uh, well, we've, we've veered off of Moloch, but, uh, this yeah, has been interesting somehow. in the debrief. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, one person we got to talk to, I think is Jordan Hall, maybe. Yeah. Jordan uh, Hall, we got to get Daniel Schmachtenberger on, but yeah. we've been trying to get him for a while. Daniel too. Uh, he's a busy guy. He's solving the world's problems, but, uh, mm-hmm. this is good. I really enjoy talking to Liv. I, I love the way she thinks. Um, yeah. Same. Common, common kindred spirit for sure. Is that it, better, man? My man. I'm going to go for a nap. Is that okay? Yeah, go do that. Happy Friday. Yeah. All right. See you guys. Hope you enjoyed the debrief. Bye.